Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Keep your distance, brother. Well, you just breathed on me. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, if you can smell someone's breath. They're inside your personal space. Yeah, that's the truth. Well, greetings and good morning to everyone from News Radio 1070 WKOK. This is on As the mark. As we begin our first day of the new reality. All right. I think we turned the corner last week. Uh, Matt Catrilla will tell you that the beginning of the end was last Thursday when the sporting events started falling. Uh, then it was other things, and then it was everything. And then the weekend, uh, he worked all day Sunday. I worked all day Saturday, and we kept things up to date. And uh, well, I thought we should here change, we are. change the nature of the program. Those of you who are out shopping, if you've found toilet paper, please call us and let us know so that we can pass that information on. <laughs> Surplus outlet. That's all you need to know. They haven't. All right. Yeah. Good for them. So we have um, a lot of confusion over exactly what the governor did yesterday. Really? Yeah. Channel 8, uh, WGAL, and Penn Live were both reporting the governor ordered the closing of all non-essential businesses. But State Representative David Rowe and some others point out that he didn't doesn't have the authority to order it. Actually, he does. He only suggested it. But he does, but he didn't do it. Oh, he does have the authority? He says he does have the authority, but he did not do that. He didn't do the mandatory shutdown thing. Well, as uh, this is from uh, State Representative Dave Rowe. He says, as many of you know, Governor Tom Wolf today called for a statewide shutdown of non-essential businesses in an effort to halt the spread of the coronavirus. According to the Wolf administration, non-essential businesses include community and recreation centers, gyms, including yoga, uh, bar and spin facilities, hair salons, nail salons, spas, concert venues, theaters, bars, sporting event venues, and golf courses, retail facilities, including shopping malls, and except for pharmacy and other health care facilities, within retail operations. Restaurants are urged only to remain open for carry-out and delivery orders. Then he puts out, uh, while it's extremely important to be smart and use proactive measures to protect health and um, safety during this time and take these precaution measure, precautionary measures seriously, I recognize that for some businesses in our community, closing your doors is not an option. That is why I want to underscore that while the governor is strongly encouraging non-essential business activity to end, he does not have the authority to mandate it. That's what Dave mm-hmm. Rose says. Right. Well, and the governor says he does have the authority to mandate it, but that's not what he's doing. He's requesting that everybody voluntarily participate in these common sense measures that he says would make us safer. <laughs> Sound familiar? And he may he also recognizes the common sense in this and is okay. shutting down if they can. And if they can, you have some businesses, you take away two weeks of revenue and guess They're what? They're done. That's the end of them. Yep. So. Well, plus the fact that right now there are no cases in this immediate area. You know, and it seems to me that if there were some, you, that would be when you would take the appropriate action to shut it down and stop it. Well, you don't but, know. Well, that but here's no here's cases. my point. All right, you're right. You don't know. But so in two weeks from now, we open up the businesses. What stops the spread of it then? 
I mean, we can't, at some point, I think the preventative or the precautionary measures probably come more, become more important than, you know, the more drastic measures of shutting things down. Now, I may be wrong in that, but it just seems to me that two weeks is a rather arbitrary number. What's going to happen at the end of the second week? Now, maybe the governor has objectives. Maybe he's heard things. I, I'm sure he's heard things I haven't heard. But I, as a layman, uh, I'm not certain that I understand why two weeks is a magic amount of time. Well, I'm an infectious disease expert. Oh, yeah. I've seen so many of them on Facebook. Most of my <laughs> Facebook friends are now. <laughs> These are the ones who. Uh, They're the, constitutional lawyers a few weeks ago, as the meme said. Right. And, and, and they were. Uh, uh, con- yeah. That was. Well, that's been the past during, couple of years. Right. During the impeachment, they were constitutional now lawyers. Now they know everything about infectious diseases. Yeah. I, I think the uh, voluntary shutdown of businesses and non-essential services around here is premature, I would wait until, well, first of all, I would have never closed down a bar before St. Patrick's Day. Holy smokes. Oh, faith and be gone. What will have for two? Hey, 30% <laughs> of the revenue comes from oh, one way, day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Oh, thank you. You too, brother. You you, are, you actually have Irish blood in you. I guess I do too, but it's a little bit distilled. Neither one of us is wearing anything green today. <laughs> I don't really have green clothing. Well, I do, but I'm not, hmm. not, okay. not, not, not St. Patrick's Day green, just green. I have a green shirt, but it has an inappropriate <laughs> message on the front, so I can't oh, bring that. Yeah, I'm hardly hardly wait to see that. So, I can't imagine you with an inappropriate you never message. Will. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's anyway. So um, I I think this is a little premature, and, and there is a reason they call it Lawrence's worthless wisdom. But I think it's premature. I think the disease should have been able to spread a little bit farther. And then we do a lockdown to stop the spread where it's at, so you don't get anybody additionally have it. Let that wave happen. You know, this wave is coming in the months ahead. If we stay in this shutdown now, this wave won't get here for two months, and that's too long. We can't stay shut down that long. So well, I, that's why I'm looking at the two-week thing. Let's say at the end of the two weeks, somebody drives through here has been exposed and exposes about 15 or 20 other people. We're now open. You know, now we're passing it around. It seems to me at the point that you have some reason to be suspicious, that's when you shut it down. For example, the fact that somebody was tested for a virus led the Shikalimi School District to close down mm-hmm. or to send kids home. Turns out the test was negative. Okay. You know, so yes, it was an abundance of caution, but what did we gain? You know, that how many people I was I would be more interested in knowing how many people that person was exposed to and then taking those people and asking them to self-quarantine for a two week period rather than shutting down the entire system. Now, that's me second guessing people who had to make the decision, had to make the call, and they probably oh, I'm certain they did what they Joe, thought was right. Second guessing is a new industry here. <laughs> right, you're right. You know, honestly, I, I saw the comments on Facebook and there was no one there's about thirty three comments there under the governor's uh, request yesterday. There was no one who said Ooh, prudent move. It's a good thing we're doing this. Let let the wave go over us. Right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Wanger's Market in Mifflinburg has toilet paper. Six displays piled up about five feet. Thank you for the opportunity to let people know. Oh, yeah. So there's going to be a traffic rush out to Wanger's in Mifflinburg. <laughs> <laughs> well, the highways can handle it. We have uh, lighter than average uh, traffic volumes around here. One of our listeners sent us a Johns Hopkins 
uh, link yesterday. To that end, he says... Their site resource has an interactive map updated frequently throughout the day worldwide by county and state in the USA. For example, as I looked at the site tonight, 11.25, the site was updated at 11.13 p.m. The update date and time is at the bottom of the county or country column on the left side. There is a world map by region with large and small red circles to open for each country with all salient data. As I stated, this is a valuable resource with great facts on this ongoing medical emergency. John Hopkins University Hospital. Right. So, yeah. And they are a world-class facility. And then um, another <laughs> er, another caller says, I heard, or emailer says, I heard that liquor stores in southeastern Pennsylvania are closing. There's a public service. Go now. <laughs> well, I understand that the, that booze was flying out of the Marketplace Boulevard store last night. Right. I saw several people post on Facebook that it was looked like a mad dash for people to get their booze. But here's the question. You know, the governor has ordered the mandated shutdown of, of these, or asked that the stores be shut down. But let's take the Walmarts and the Targets and even the giant markets, for example. Mm-hmm. Right, the state stores closed and Wise Markets. But Giant and Wise both sell beer and wine. Right, so you're not so without if I, well, But here's the point. If it's a grocery store, am I just allowed to go in and buy the groceries, or can I go in and buy the beer and wine? And if that's so, is that fair to the beer and wine dealers like, you know, the your Bars. neighborhood tavern and even the state stores? And if I go into Walmart or Target and I can buy groceries and drugs there, but I can also buy comic books, uh, games... You know, should I not be allowed to buy those things, just the two things that are necessary, the prescriptions and the food? I mean, it seems like some businesses are getting an unfair advantage. Because they can stay open. Because, yeah. they, because yeah, and, you know, so if I, if I start selling ham sandwiches out of my bookstore, does that mean I can stay open because right, I'm now selling food? Right. <laughs> and if you get a liquor license, all the better. Actually, if you want to be a bookstore, uh, the only thing... Uh, McQuiggins would have to do would be to sell a lot more sandwiches, and they could be a restaurant. They well, that's true. McQuiggins restaurant. Now, they happen to have a bar, and they already have books all over the place. That's part of their shtick. Well, and here's the other thing I'm not certain about. I did yesterday. I stopped at a local restaurant for a sandwich while I was out doing some banking, and as I walked up to the door, there was a sign saying that they were open only for takeout or drive through Now, I could have gone in and ordered my sandwich and left with it, but I couldn't sit down and eat it there. Or I could go through the drive-in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't understand that. You well, know, they, what, what about the restaurants that don't have drive-in facilities? Are they allowed? Uh, yes, they are. That that is a change. Yeah, that so was part there of could the be twenty health. or thirty of us going in the door. At, let's say at Al's Pizza Shop, um, well, and but standing there not, waiting for our order. There's not fifty people sitting in the drive-through, and I think what you're going to see is some people are going to wait outside until their order's ready. Some restaurants are handing the food out through the doors. You know, they, uh-huh. there, you know, you're to get and curbside service. So, But uh, how do we know? There's no standard. Well, you call and ask. Okay. Hi, I would love to have uh, food from the Lewisburg Hotel tonight. Are you doing curbside service, or do I have to go in and get it, or whatever it happens to be? Well, and, and place your order and then get a pickup time? Yep. Well, maybe that's the way it's going to work. <laughs> but the problem is there's no standardization. Well, every everybody every restaurant's going to handle it differently. Well, this is all uncharted territory. That's my point. There's no standardization. So, 
yeah, there's um, everybody's going to have to figure out how to use common sense in a new way. We are going to take a quickie break. We got a caller standing by. We got an email who says, uh, "Go ahead and read that before the break." Joe says, uh, "Corona will spike a baby boom in nine months." Also, watching the debate was like watching two old guys on a front porch in rocking chairs. Seventy-eight years of combined do-nothing politics. <laughs> Furthermore, which female candidate will Biden pick? Ha 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 ha! Gabbard is the only one worthy. He will pick crooked Kamala, or Kamala, uh, the next Hillary. <laughs> from his iPhone. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for that email. Uh, and then some other ones relates to sausage. So we'll read that when we come back. If you'd like to join the queue of uh, emails that are ready to go, call us or uh, check that. Uh, tap out on the mark at WKOK.com. It's completely sanitary and you won't have any, you won't invade anybody's social distance. Uh, on the mark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236 and our toll-free line is open. Call us one 800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones. All Neils today. Kulong and Riddell, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070, WKOK. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. With me is Mark Lawrence. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. Our program brought to you by the good folks at the Sunbury Motor Company. And Eric from Port Treverton is on the mark. Well, Bobby's right Oh, ahead Bobby's ahead? Okay, I'm sorry about that. No problem. It's all good. Yes. Um, um, uh, good morning, everyone. Um, I have a question during all this. Uh, has the state, you know, like uh, 72 flood and 1996, we had snowstorms and all that. Has a state of emergency been declared either nationally or locally or anything like that? Or is this just uh, uh, everybody trying to uh, do the best they can to uh, combat the situation? Well, I think it's a national issue now. The president even sounded, what shall we say, presidential yesterday, really changed his tune and starts to recognize that all of his previous statements were false and that it is a pandemic and that everybody's going to get it. We want it to happen slowly. All his previous statements were false. Now, there's a political comment, if I ever heard one. They weren't all false. Really? No. He said it was he like was a common tr- cold? He was trying to calm people's fears. And it was when he said it was under control? Well, he was, again, trying to calm people's fears. And that fears. was going to fade out soon? 
and he was again trying to calm and people's fears. And the vaccine fears. was imminent? He was trying to calm people's fears. By lying. <laughs> By being optimistic. Oh, I got you. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Bobby, don't worry about a thing. I'm optimistic you'll never get coronavirus and you'll live to a ripe old age of 101. Uh, All right, thank you. Not, thank you, Bob. Not true, Take but care. at least I'm optimistic. All right, I'm sorry, Eric. You're now on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Bob, Bobby's hitting on, on a certain point, which I wanted to bring up. Um, we need to calm down. This whole valley needs to calm down. We know how to do this, at least short term. What do we do when there's a snowstorm or a blizzard imminent? What happens when the river floods and we can't get around? We've been through this before. Now, granted, we're not sure how long it's going to go. Well, today, I think, truly is, is a tipping point. Well, I'm going to say a tipping point for our valley and our nation. We, yesterday, we had to digest all the information that came in over the weekend. Okay? We need to calm down. We need to take care of one another. We need to use the supplies we have. Now, you guys were arguing about, well, what's unfair business-wise to, to you know, this market can be open, that market can be open. We as consumers need to see what is the message here. What is the governor and the president trying to tell us? He's trying to tell us to, to not congregate if you don't have to. So if you need groceries, go get groceries and then go home. If you need whatever. But the idea is to us now to, to take care of our families, kind of, uh, you know, be uh, together, but not congregate if we don't have to. Call people. Certainly check on your elderly folks. Check, you know, parents. If you're home with your kids, you know, try to replicate the day. You know, do, do work with them. Have them read. Have them do replicate. We need to have a, a sense of normalcy for our children and care for our elderly. And those of us in between who are blessed to, you know, not be sick and are blessed to have, you know, what we have to calm down. The, the president is, is, is taking steps. Congress is taking steps to make sure that um, we have what we need, which is why those stores are open. Well, we need to ride this out in a calm manner. The time for panic is beyond. I would recommend anyone who has a 401K, don't even look at it. Don't even look at it until, until June 1. Are you planning? Uh, for, for those who have to tap into it, I have some concerns. But those folks should not. Have had, and we've been told that as a retired person, we've been told that a long time ago. If you are retired, do not have your, 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 your boatload of money in the stock market, have it in securities and so forth. For those of us who, uh, who are also building a 401k, don't even look at it because it's going to come back. It came back in 87, it came back every time before it, it'll come back. But right now, there's panic. And, and there are also, also people preying on that pound, that panic. You're right. And that's what makes your call is very much on the on the mark, to use the name of our that's program. <laughs> right. But seriously, I mean, uh, people need to calm down. You look at the stock market, and every day, oh, it's dire, the worst drop since 1918, and it's the worst this, the worst that. And it does. It feeds on people's concerns and their natural uh, desire to preserve and protect what they have. And instead of calming us, which uh, admittedly the president said some things I'm sure he wishes he hadn't said, but his goal was a good one. It was to try and calm us down. On the other hand, you look at Governor Wolf, who's doing again the right thing in terms of what he believes, which is trying to keep us safe, but is also causing people to become more apprehensive 
and more, I don't want to use the word paranoid, but, you know, it certainly would come close to that. People are becoming uh, irrational when it comes to buying supplies. I mean, I, I was astounded when I went to a grocery store and there was no butter. What are they doing with that? What yeah, are they, yeah what? That, 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 can't, that has a short, a short shelf life. There we go, say that. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's what hurts people, uh, you know, and as a person of faith, I believe God is in control. And this, we will get through this as we have everything. But short-term, fear breeds fear. We have to do it throughout the message of calm down. We live in the greatest nation on earth. I think we're in the greatest states on earth because we have people who've been here a long time, people who truly care about each other here in the valley. You know, we will get through this. But I really believe today is typical. We can go all in, you know, and continue the panic. Or we can take a step back and say, okay, what can we do different today? If you have kids at home, my goodness, what an opportunity to connect with your kids. You know, get, get a puzzle out. Do, do crossword with them. Find out really in a long term what, what, what's going on with their lives. You know? Well, and I think this is, uh, uh, this is a true opportunity for us to become more unified. I don't think most people are panicked around here. I just think people have a lot of unanswered questions about which businesses will be open and which won't. Uh, family, a lot of families lost daycare, and that is a pretty unsettling issue. You know, that's sort of like that blizzard mode that you mentioned. You know, when a daycare closes, it gets real for a lot of families, and then they have mm-hmm. to start taking days off of work if if they're going to work. Now, if they're not going to work, uh, then you know. That that kind of takes care of that a little bit, or or they have fabulous grandparents. We know there's a lot of those around here, but I think people just have a lot of unanswered questions. I think Joe's question about uh, is it unfair that one business should close and yet Walmart is open? Well, that you know the answer is yes. I think people also have. If you tell somebody, if I say Eric, you should do this. It doesn't matter what this is. If I tell somebody they should do something, they pull back and they reel back and say, no, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what I should do. Give me the information. Tell me what all the factors are, and I'll tell you, uh, you know, what I'm going to do. Tell me that, well, not all stores are going to be open in downtown, but you will find some that are open. Call ahead. Don't say, you should definitely call ahead, you know, because people don't like to be told what to do. And one of our listeners, incidentally, when you said don't panic, one of our listeners uh, texted me and said, I am panicking. My retirement just got put pa- uh, pushed back five years. <laughs> so. Based upon what happened yesterday, and, and the stock market could bounce back and gain 3000 back today. That's why I'm saying, oh, do man, not that's a good point. look. Don't even look at it. I mean, don't even, unless, you know, unless you're planning on selling all of it, which is the, the dumbest thing to write, do right now, because at for every sale of a stock, someone's buying it. Who do you think's buying it right now? Bargain hunters. <laughs> Doggone right. Doggone right. So, so when it turns back around, they'll make they'll be making billions. Because you know, in the words of uh, uh, in the in the movie The Wonderful Life, because they're panicking. You know, they're you know we're panicking and they're not. Yep. You know, you know, have faith in your neighbors. Have faith in, in what we have here. And we are truly blessed. And we well, are we to, have a caring people. In to amplify what you're saying, old man Potter is out there with his checkbook buying well, of course stock. He is. Of course he is. <laughs> you know, he's buying up the bank. Potter just took over the bank. Well, yep. are you going to you going to let Potter take over your stocks? If not, sit on them. Where's you know, Jimmy? Come back. Where's Jimmy Stewart when we need him? <laughs> I don't know. Where Jimmy Stewart down here in Port Trevor? <laughs> Indiana, PA, right? <laughs> 
Hey, All thank right. you, Eric. Appreciate thank your call and your common sense as always. Thank you. All right. God bless you guys. And thank you. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our open phone. Uh, yeah, one of our listeners said my retirement just got pushed back five years. And uh, to that end, I would say, well, did you really do the deep retirement planning 20 years ago, or is it more recent? Because I would think if you had, uh, if you really had it under control, by the time you get to, I don't know what age this person is, but if, if you wait, um, you know, I guess, did you start early enough? It, it, and it's just a question. I'm not chastising or... It's not a pointed question. It's, um, it's just a curiosity. Well, have you heard the latest now? President Trump yesterday referred to it as the Chinese flu. And the people on are going ballistic, saying, oh, that's stigmatizing the Chinese. You know what we called the epidemic that hit in 1918? Asian flu. No, the Spanish flu. Oh. <laughs> so should we go back and change that name because it's insulting to the Spanish people? The the flu, the, this flu. virus originated in China to call it the Chinese virus. I don't think it's unacceptable. Absolutely. Patient number one is Chinese. Chinese, okay. yes. Yeah. Okay. It originated in a fish market in Wuhan. Wow. That's the story that came out on the news. Boy, that's one transaction we wish hadn't happened. Yeah, amen to that. And on a political note, we have two political emails. One says, good morning, it's funny. The Waltons, owners of Walmart, took $48 billion in stock and put it in the family trust. Just goes to show you the 1% care about the 1%. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> they do this yesterday, Bob, or is this something that's been in the works for a long time? You don't say. Well, they have a glunkzillion dollars. That's their prerogative anyway. So, uh, well, How much is a glunkzillion, by the way? I'm not familiar uh, with that it's term. One, two, three, is it's it beyond like, a trillion? It's it's a trillion plus seven other zeros. So that's a glunkzillion. Right. All right. Um, on the emailer who said that uh, the debate was like watching two old men uh, slog it out, uh, the emailer obviously was a Trumpster who hates Democrats. I actually thought the debate brought up some relevant subjects that interest Americans. Nice to have some intelligence on display. <laughs> Can't wait to see Trump debate Joe or Bernie in the fall. Should be hysterical. Ha, 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 ha. So anyone who thought the debate was boring hates Democrats. I thought the debate was boring, and I don't hate Democrats. Hmm. And that's not to say that, you know, there weren't some good elements to it, but it didn't have the panache it had when there were like six or eight people up there on the stage vying for attention. Well, and AP sent us a fact check on on the debate, and... um uh, they they found a couple of questionable comments, not really things that are untrue. You know, like one conclusion was one of Sanders' accusations was misleading. Another one says you can't guarantee that. You can promise it, but you can't guarantee it. Talking about one of Joe Biden's remarks. Another one says Bernie was wrong. Joe Biden has a point. Um, another one said, Sanders is mischaracterizing the steps taken by the Fed. So, blah, 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 blah. Bottom line, truth took blah, a beating blah, blah. that night. Blah, There's, blah, Doesn't seem to be. Blah, 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 blah. Other way around it. Blah. <laughs> we'll <Joe's>, be back. <laughs> Joe's finally realized the true value of his remarks. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WK, okay, son? News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. You look like you're preaching over there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, step right up. We have your entertainment for you here today. The good news is, On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. The bad news is, Mark's going to read the news headlines shortly. Our toll-free line is open. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. This would be the perfect time to smarten up your Alexa. Tell Alexa to call WKOK's On The Mark program because you wish to express your opinion. Of course, a lot of people keep their smart speakers at home and not in the offices and a lot more people at home. So make sure you've gone to WKOK.com slash Alexa to get your smart speaker as smart as humanly possible uh, so that she can help you stay tuned. Say, Alexa, I need an update from WKOK or I'm ready to argue and on WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark, and Alexa will hook you up. So I'll Please avail yourself of that. And our fabulous sponsor, Perfect Time, to really talk about what a great sponsor they have been since the show came on the radio in 2007. Our on-the-mark show, the Sunbury Motor Company, has been their family-owned dealership since 1915, opened on 4th Street in Sunbury, and the Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And they are open, and they would just very much to love to see you uh, at their store. Uh, you can shop online at sunburymotors.com if uh, that is something something that uh, you would be interested in doing. Uh, you can also go to the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Garages are considered essential services, so they'll take fabulous care of you. Uh, you can talk to Jason over at the Lincoln dealership and make sure uh, that uh, Joe's SUV is in the showroom there and all shined up and ready to go. Jeff Clock will hook you up with uh, Ford F-150. So will Kyle Alexander. I told him uh, where he's going to hook me up with my Ford Ranger and make sure that that Ranger Raptor is ready to go when, when my lovely bride finally gives us the thumbs up. Uh, Ernie and Austin are over at the Kia dealership, and any one of them can put you on a Hyundai. That will be the cat's meow at your house. They Isn't would it just time for you to show your wife who's boss to go get that truck you've been wanting for all these years? Uh, we uh, co-manage all of our finances, so the only thing she shows me is current balances, which is a reality check in and of itself. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, she's. Uh, I, I, uh, you'd you would not be surprised that I allow the smart one in the building to handle the finances. No, I know you're a very bright guy, yes, and you sir. know where your limitations are. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well said. Yeah, as I've said many times, even in your declining years, uh, you're still smarter than me. So. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we do have some news headlines here. Mike, go ahead and call up if you'd like to talk to us. So one of our good listeners, Eric, just suggested that uh, we really come together. And this, uh, I, I already know that this uh, dilemma is going to show who we really are. So uh, people are trying to work to fulfill other individuals' unmet needs. So it's a uh, just a super opportunity for uh, folks to help out. Uh, Shikalami School District is uh, trying to make sure that school lunches get distributed in a timely fashion. Shikolami School District sent us a note and would like us to say this out loud on the radio. The Shikolami School District will begin providing school lunches today. Bagged lunches along with bagged breakfasts are available for the following day. will be served as a pickup service at the following locations from 11 a.m. until 1230. The Sunbury Pick 
pickup time or pickup location is the Americus parking lot, the high school parking lot, and the ice skating rink parking lot in Northumberland. It's the middle school parking lot and the Priestley Elementary School parking lot. One lunch and one breakfast for the next morning will be picked up uh, for the school district students only. The district submitted the waiver form to the state Monday morning and is still awaiting approval from the state. They'll start with the program right away. And of course, that from Dr. Jason Bendel, superintendent at the Shikolami School District, who's uh, really doing a fabulous job uh, coping with a very unusual situation. So we appreciate his help and hard work. You are welcome throughout our program to text us at 70236. You are welcome to email us at WDKOK.com. A lot of people heard this sentence yesterday. Governor Tom Wolf ordered non-essential businesses to close down. That was a false statement carried by many news media. Fact of the matter is the Wolf administration, here's the correct individual wording, strongly urged non-essential businesses across the state to close for at least 14 days to help mitigate the spread of the COVID-19. Now, there's a big difference between ordered and urged. And so we invite folks to make sure that they are clear on that. Use some common sense, even though it seems to me we've discovered lately that's not as common. PennDOT is going to shut down as part of the governor's urging. PennDOT officials in Harrisburg say the local PennDOT offices will partially close, but they'll still do emergency maintenance as needed. For example, one project is set up on Interstate 80 at mile marker 221 eastbound tomorrow as they do a soil remediation project. All driver's license centers and photo license centers will be closed. Expiration dates for all PennDOT products will be pushed back a month or so. Additionally, construction projects had been have been suspended in all counties until further notice. Joe, is your CSVT work on hold now? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, we talked about that Friday at transportation committee meeting, and there was no uh, nothing at that point. But these are private contractors who I think would make the decision. They're working under a state state contract to build this and under time limits. So I don't know. We'll have right. to find out. And the word is that they ha- they get to use their discretion for that. It hasn't ramped up entirely yet. It won't for another month or so. Yeah, they only have. Two cranes there. Well, once, once the batch plants open, the big thing this year is pa- doing some paving, and the batch plants haven't opened yet. So batches of macadam. Yes, blacktop. Oh, they call them batch plants. Oh, who knew? Uh, let's see. Addition. I did. Right, and you're I'm a shill for PennDOTs. <laughs> that, that's what happens when you bring in PennDOT spokesmen. Uh, additionally, construction projects have been suspended in all counties until further notice. I already read that out loud. All PennDOT rest areas are closed. No, oh, that's odd. What in the world? <laughs> so, what are people going to do if they're on a long trip? I don't trip? know. <laughs> what, what is the COVID risk in? A well, urinal. I guess people, well, I think there could be people, those are hard surfaces. Have you ever been in one of their, um, what do you call it, their facilities? Yes, of course. Okay, well, there are hard walls in there. You go into the men's room, right. and I assume the ladies' room is the same. It's tile, and it's hard. Uh-huh. People go in there and cough and sneeze, and they have a lot uh-huh. of people. I've been in those places where there are literally folks standing outside waiting to get in. Right. So, you know, so the ten or more space, people. Social distancing. Well, remember, traffic volumes are lower now, too. So, But anyway. Right. Well, okay, I'm so talking 
about interstate highways, so I don't know how they are there. Pendout rest areas are closed. Liquor stores will close as of 9 o'clock tonight statewide. The governor already ordered to close the liquor stores. Now, I guess he can order this. This was in the four counties. And after tonight, uh, there'll be no more booze. So do you ever buy booze at the state store? Um, every year when I make my champagne punch at okay. Christmas time. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you're going to have to wait till Christmas to buy it now. Uh, let's see. Distilleries. Uh, oh, some. this is a feature story. Scratch <laughs> that. This is not breaking news. Uh, distilleries are putting their spirits to work to help fill the shortage of hand sanitizers. Uh, P- Pennsylvania Distillery in New Tripoli is how you pronounce that? New Tripoli. New Tripoli. Okay, thank you. Uh, Pennsylvania Distillery owner grew so disgusted by the skyrocketing price of hand sanitizer online that he converted his operation from whatever he was distilling to distilling alcohol uh, that will be used in hand sanitizer. I think that's like the eight trees or eight elms have been yeah, near there. Little Jack Daniels should solve your problem well, one no, way or this the is, other. No, this is alcohol. This is the, the real deal. Governor Tom Wolf had these words yesterday related to his request. All non-essential stores are to close in Pennsylvania, as well as bars and restaurants except for takeout. Essential services, including municipal services like trash collection, grocery stores, and medical facilities are to remain open. All right, and that the precise wording is critical here. He said, if you want to participate in our voluntary mitigation request, you are to close. But, of course, when you get the cuts from the Associated Press, guess what it says? You are to close. So there's a big difference. So I, I, I think that's anyway. why I've changed their name to absolutely pathetic. Oh, brother, come on now. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lewisburg uh, School Superintendent Dr. Stephen Skalka hoped to, to head towards his retirement with a quiet springtime. Guess what? Ain't going to happen. Uh, he's coordinating the meals that are now available for students at the Lewisburg School District. He says they're not going to do online learning just yet, but they may do that later. Of course, in case you haven't heard, the Diocese of Harrisburg temporarily suspended all daily and weekend masses, perpetual adoration chapels, all churches and chapels are closed. They've suspended all public liturgies and devotions within the Catholic Church. That is a real loss there. A lot of people are going to miss that. Uh, Initially, officials at the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA in Sunbury, Milton, Lewisburg, and Mifflinburg said the Ys would be closed, but the daycares would be open. But late word came yesterday that the YMCA daycares will close too. And of course, that's a big pickle for a lot of families. Susquehanna University University said they're going to extend their spring break still further. They'll do online learning starting next Monday, and then they'll be back on campus in person on April 3rd at Susquehanna University. Uh, both the young and the old are affected by this. The Union Snyder Agency on Aging says their senior centers will be closed starting today, and the Lewisburg Children's Museum says they are now closed. And a Washington Police Department, Washington State Police Department, has asked if lawbreakers could please halt crime during the coronavirus outbreak. He says, we appreciate your cooperation in halting crime and thank the criminals in advance. (laughs) Well, now, uh, Mahoning Township, Montour County, they're curtailing face-to-face contact with uh, people unless they have to. Smoke and dam, any change there? I talked to a couple of mayors yesterday from the State Mayor's Association, and most of the communities are not doing anything like that. That eventually, whatever the state police do will solve or serve as the lead for what municipal police do. But I would think the important thing. I mean, how how do you curb police activity during a national emergency, as this has been proclaimed? You don't tell the police don't go out. 
I think you urge them to take the same precautions other people take. You know, if you if you ever watch uh, PD Live. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, they always have gloves. I, and I've yeah. never seen local police with them. Maybe they don't have them. Maybe they do. But Usually they wear leather gloves. Well, locally. either leather gloves or rubber gloves. You know, you see them put gloves on. And I think there's hand sanitizer and social distancing. I mean, unless you're involved in a fight, you have to you can maintain some distance from people. Um, you know, but I think it sends entirely the wrong signal to say that we're the police are not going to come we're closed to for business or closed right <laughs> all right unless we, we can get an agreement from the criminals not to misbehave all right we got one caller before a quickie break chris has been patient enough to wait for seven minutes which is good because uh, we're lucky enough to, that he'll probably talk for seven minutes so you're on the mark thanks for checking in Maybe you can get out of a speeding ticket by starting coughing when the cop when you wind down the window. <laughs> yeah, get going. Yeah, just say, since I got back from China, this has gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But anyway, yeah, and you don't like the name China. You like the name Chinese flu there, huh, Joe? No, I just said I don't think it's unfair to call it that because that's where it started. Is that I like unfair? Trump flu. Well, I figured you would. How is he well, responsible? Well, I only say that because you guys accuse Democrats of calling it that, which they don't. But I figured one should do it once in a while just so you can keep on lying about it. Actually, some people, some Democrats did call it the Trump flu. Yeah, one or two, if you look hard enough. Okay. And then, uh, actually, the Trump Trump flu is uh, lying all the time, which he has spread to a lot of people. Okay. That's, okay. that's why he spreads that around like crazy. Fake news. When he says it's fake news, it's real news. You can almost count on it. <laughs> but he doesn't like it. So and, he, uh, Yeah, well, he, you know, he, he, he denies it all as long as he can. And then it will say, well, it doesn't matter anyway. But he's done a pretty lousy job on the flu. He's finally gotten serious about it. And maybe it's not too late. It's probably still can be contained uh, if we all work together, but uh, he certainly hasn't done much to help it. Let me ask you this. So, I, I think the president's remarks very much earlier were uh, downplaying it and saying it would go away and all that sort of thing. At what cost, as a result of his remarks, what did we lose? Well, it's, it, it was remarks, we just lose... Uh, uh, any faith that the government, that the president knows how to govern or is an honest person. Now, I didn't have much faith in that to begin with, so I didn't lose anything. But it's what he didn't do that matters because he was trying to present such a faith. Uh, they should have started ramping up beds and test kits and all sorts of things, and they had a chance to get some from... Uh, the World Health Organization apparently and didn't do it, but testing's a vital cog in the in the control, and he he did he did nothing to start that up early because he was too busy trying to talk it down as a major problem. It would go away, you know. It would go away in April. It would. Uh, it, we have it under total control. There was just a small window. It, we're, we're, the small crack that's open, and we can control that. It'll die well, out. Well, that was all lies. 
and that he also didn't do stuff. He define could have started doing stuff in January. Chris, he could was, you define out of control? Advisors to do stuff in January. Chris, could you define out of control? I mean, you're saying it's not. Uh, the president said it was under control. How would you define out of control? We have what less than 1,100 cases here in the country, of 200 and some million people. Is it out of control? And if so, how? Well, it was going to be out of control no matter what anybody did to a certain extent. But the thing is to be prepared for it being out of control and to try to keep that in, in, in control as in flatten the curve as much as possible, right. which he did nothing about. That's my point. But there was no curve. Do you understand the difference? I do, but there was no curve at that point. There were very few cases when he first came out and said those things that you now find yes, so but objectionable. Why did you think it wasn't going to happen? They already knew people in the country had it. Well, I think he thought it wasn't going to happen because there were all sorts of common-sense precautions already in the news, things you ought to do, and I think he counted on oh, people to exercise some common sense. It. That wasn't going to stop it. The experts were telling them that wasn't going to stop it. There's a very Why it, would it be any different in well, me, Italy and let China me, and Korea? Let me answer your question. Let me answer your question. Chris, let me answer your question. There was a very okay. insightful piece on MSN, not on MSNBC, but on uh, CNN's website this morning. It talked about the difference between South Korea and Italy and why people are dying more in Italy than in South Korea. And I, it's very insightful, and there's no one answer. Part of it's testing. Part of it's the age of the population. Part of it's how many people in the country smoke. I mean, there are all sorts of risk factors associated with it that don't have anything to do with politics. And I think you should realize that. I didn't say it had anything to do with politics. You're calling it the Trump virus. You're calling it the Trump virus and saying the president's fault. What's that got to do with politics? The president is the president's fault. Non-flu. First of all, it's not Chinese and it's not flu, so maybe not. It's a virus. That might help. And also, it's not called the Spanish flu in history books anymore, Joe. That's been long changed. (laughs) It's not even clear that it originated in Spain. And it was a slur on Spain at the time. I see. Okay. So, you know, you can wow. clean up your act there a little, too. It's still, if you're a history major, it's a Spanish flu. No, no. Look in the history books. They don't call it that. In the new they ones. They say that that's what it was called at the time. That's the only mention of it. Only as a slur <laughs> to Spain. It's called the, the pig flu, the H1N1, or whatever, the same thing that Obama handled fairly well. Okay. What's your next point? <laughs> well, in conclusion, find that somebody's going to call up and say Obama didn't do anything until uh, July, before he called, declared it a national emergency, mm-hmm. and that's the the current right-wing lie that's been being pushed. Right, and, and hundreds the, the of people were is, dead, and all that. The stuff. truth is, he called it a public health emergency back in April of that year when there were only two cases in the United States. And that was to start revving up testing and, and have tests and have beds ready for when it hit. Incidentally, Chris, you might want to look up Wikipedia. They refer to it as the Spanish flu. Uh, keep, 
you keep keep reading, you'll find that uh, I'm reading. That, I'm reading it right here. They call it the H1N1. They they say the Spanish flu infected 500 million people around the world, or about 27 percent well, of the world's population. Well, what people write, but uh, <laughs> I, I also looked it up on Wikipedia and found out there was just one mention of it being Spanish flu, and then they they. They headline the story with uh, H1N1 virus. Looking down the article here, I see at least four other references to the Spanish well, flu. You are on a different page than I am, then. <laughs> okay. Well, there's no argument there. It's a perfect stepping yeah, off point. Yeah, that's but, true. That's true. But also, the, uh, another thing he did, Trump did, that, that hurt the chances of controlling anything, was the two people he appointed health secretaries were swamp creatures. The first one had to resign because of his financial dealings and stock dealings to his own benefit, playing with the health market, and his his expensive travel, Tom Price. The second one is who's in now, who is a lobbyist for the, his only experience in medical stuff was uh, being a lobbyist for uh, the, the drug companies. And he never, never cut a, a never uh, cut a price increase in drugs the whole time he was he he's been in there. That was his. He was he was wedded to the drug inter- industry just like uh, Trump is in the Republican Party. The Democrats are more wedded to the insurers at the moment. Okay. And and he. He didn't do it. He didn't. He wasn't worried about it. He was also down talking it, so didn't order anything done. And they were the one. And he and Bolton were the ones that okayed the elimination of uh, the pandemic thing from the NSC pandemic group that uh, Obama had set up. Hmm. And Obama had people had briefed Trump people on what to do in a pandemic situation and how you have to bring all elements of the government together early on to act they gave that whole story to the trump people now about two-thirds of them are gone since then because of the turnover in the health department and whatnot and the elimination from the nsc but that's another thing where he botched the situations he can't govern all right, we got to go. Thank you well, so much, Chris. Do yourself a favor, Chris. Read that article on CNN. Maybe you'll change your mind. No, there's not, you didn't say anything that would change my mind. I said read was, the article. Was, uh, read the article. It, was, it, it, it didn't contradict anything I said. Did you read it? we got to go. Thank you no, so much. No, I didn't think so. You summarized it and didn't contradict <laughs> anything I said. Read the well, article, Chris. Summary, so I don't know All right, what Chris, you read the article. Read the article, Chris. Have a good day, Chris. Read the article. You Bye-bye. <laughs> yep, see you, brother. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. Give us a call right now. And what? We'll be right back. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you, the other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, we have asked for and received a call from State Representative David Rowe of the 85th District, Lewisburg resident and uh, a freshman lawmaker. But uh, this isn't a political call, but I will say that in the Pennsylvania spring primary election, a resourceful person would find that name, uh, David Rowe. So he's on the line. Thank you so much for checking in this morning. We very much appreciate that. Good morning, Dave. Hey, good morning. Thank you very much for having me on, Mark. All right. In your uh, email yesterday, you caution, not caution, what would you say you advised people make sure that they're using even more common sense than maybe they would have otherwise when it comes to the governor's request? Right. I'm, I'm sure if you've been watching on Facebook, you've seen the people posting the statuses saying, hey, you know, not to brag, but I was washing my hands before it was cool. Um, so, you know, you, you, you have these, these sensible measures that you can definitely take towards prevention. Um, you know, we are encouraging businesses to take very common sense uh, measures towards prevention. Uh, but the reality is that the communication yesterday was, uh, was very poor. There was a lot of miscommunication, both on the part of the governor's administration, but also uh, very much so on the part of the Associated Press, which did have a huge blunder, which they eventually corrected. Uh, much later, but they never uh, admitted any error on their part. Right, they just revised it, which is not a correction. Yeah, they never right. never admit mistakes, Dave. That's their first rule. Well, that's not true, but they didn't <laughs> yesterday and should have anyway. But anyway, go ahead, Dave. Yes, so so just to clarify for, for any and all business owners that, that may be listening or friends and family of business owners, that there is no closure mandate. Uh, the governor did suggest it. He strongly suggested it, uh, but the governor does not have any authority to mandate that closure. Uh, some of the confusion that was taking place uh, surrounding restaurants and bars uh, is based on the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board's ability to mandate closures of licensees. Uh, but that power does not extend to dining facilities. Uh, in addition, the uh, letter that was sent from the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board to licensees uh, merely used the word advice and strongly encouraged closures. Uh, I, the letter that I read, I did not interpret as a mandate to be closed either. So I think there was unfortunately quite a bit of miscommunication, whether within the uh, administration itself or whether it is a miscommunication on the dissemination level. Uh, but the governor needs to very clearly uh, uh, explain to people exactly what the directives are, and his uh, agencies need to do the same. Dave, what's your sense of your colleagues' feeling about this in the House? You know, did he, should he have been more clear? Should he have just, um, well, you said he can't mandate it. Should, uh, do you agree with what he did? So, unfortunately, I, the, the, we were in session yesterday down in Harrisburg, uh, and the governor called for a legislative update conference call at 1 p.m., the exact time that we were supposed to gavel into session, as we gavel into session every Monday. Uh, so the governor knew that and uh, scheduled the call anyway. Uh, there were no Democrats on the House floor. Only Republicans were there during the gaveling in. Presumably the rest of them were on the conference call that we didn't know about uh, until it had already started. 
so I think there is a general consensus that the communication from the governor has been poor, whether intentionally so or just coincidentally so. Uh, the communication between the, the executive branch and the legislative branch has been very poor. We want to definitely work with the governor on these issues, but it's very hard to do so when he's not communicating with us. Do you think the businesses should shut down? I think businesses should be able to use whatever caution they want. You know, the, the government does not have the right to tell a private business owner to shut down. For some businesses, they might want to take that precaution. You know, maybe some of these businesses are owned by individuals who are potentially in the higher risk category, and they may choose to shut down for their own personal safety. But we need to realize that it's, it's important to be safe, but for a lot of these families, it's also important to put food on the table. And the vast, uh, a vast percentage, I forget the exact number, but a large percentage of Americans statistically only have about two weeks of savings in their, uh, in their bank accounts. And so if we start taking away people's jobs, if we start closing businesses, we're going to be facing a much larger crisis as families struggle to put food on their tables. A lot of these businesses that the, uh, the governor's uh, suggested closure rule applies to, uh, restaurants, bars, and the like, uh, a lot of those employees tend to be employees that are, are reliant upon those sources of income. Uh, these aren't side jobs for most of these people. So when the governor is uh, encouraging people to close, he's taking away sources of revenue for, for uh, mothers and fathers uh, who have children to feed. Uh, and I think that we need to be very cautious as we continue forward that we don't create a larger crisis than there already is. And what should everyone do? Uh, should we go to businesses, whether they're open or not? What should you and I do? I, I'm going to tell you, Mark, I'm keeping my business open, and we have doubled up our cleaning protocol. We clean our, we clean the, the gym every day. Uh, we're cleaning it. We're uh, doubling up on the Cloroxing of, uh, of bathrooms and door handles and equipment. Uh, so I think that businesses should be taking sensible precautions on prevention. Uh, but I think that you and I as consumers uh, need to realize that the businesses that we typically patronize are still our friends, family, and neighbors uh, who rely on our patronage to feed their own families. Uh, so I think taking sensible precautions is, is a huge factor, but I think that we still need to be supporting our small business owners uh, because during crises like this, it's the small businesses that get hurt the most. Um, you know, you're seeing these buyouts of products as an uh, unintended consequence of the panic that's been created, uh, whether it's at Walmart or Sam's Club or Costco, they're, they're getting all bought out, uh, but the little guys are being left out and uh, now we're under the impression they need to close, which they do not. Uh, so we need to think about the long-term ramifications, especially on our small business owners in our economy, uh, of, of, uh, of allowing a panic to ensue. Well, Dave, the state has a role to play in this somewhere. Is it in making sure that supplies are equitably distributed so that there aren't shortages in different parts of the state or different, different parts of even a given area? So the, the state's doing a couple things. I'm, I'm sure you guys are probably well aware, and I apologize. I was on a call earlier, so I didn't hear the beginning of the show. Uh, but the, the governor has declared the disaster declaration. The Pennsylvania Department of Health and Pima, uh, the Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency, are setting up rapid testing pods, uh, especially in southeastern PA, the hot zone, uh, to, to try and stem the the spread or at least determine where the spread will be uh, will be heading. Uh, so the state is definitely taking proactive steps there. Uh, in the General Assembly yesterday, uh, we did unanimously approve a rules change to allow for temporary proxy voting. 
which will allow legislators who are either from the hot zones or legislators who may be concerned about being infected to vote by proxy from their district offices. Uh, that proxy voting rule will expire when the governor lifts the uh, lifts the uh, health crisis mandate, uh, health crisis declaration, or if the uh, general assembly passes a concurrent resolution of the same thing. Um, in regards to, to to rationing out supplies. I think that's definitely a step that the government does not need to be taking at this point. I think the government has unintentionally created supply shortages by fostering uh, a certain level of panic. Uh, but I think that uh, stepping into that degree would be definitely uh, only exacerbating the issue. Um, a, a doctor from the University of uh, Toronto in Canada uh, put out an interesting piece yesterday talking about the unintended and hidden consequences of scenarios like this, uh, where uh, patients who think that they might be infected because the the uh, virus is all-consuming of the, the media messaging uh, are clogging up hospitals, and patients that truly need treatment uh, end up getting sidelined. So the health crisis tends to actually uh, become worse uh, due to the 24-hour cycle and the, the perpetual cause of concern. Uh, I, I don't think that rationing is something that needs to be taken place yet. If businesses want to have their own measures, uh, I know that Wise Markets uh, briefly put in place a limit per customer on uh, toilet paper and Clorox wipes. And if a, if a business wants to make put those sort of uh, limitations in place on their own, I think that's perfectly fine and maybe even a prudent move. Uh, but I don't think the government should be intervening in the uh, private sector any more than it already does. Well, I got to tell you, as a reg if I'm just a regular consumer, I'm going to be listening to this. I'm going to be really confused and unhappy that the Democratic governor ordered this and the Republican lawmaker said you don't have to do it. I, I just want to know what I should do. Where can I get factual, objective, nonpartisan information about what actions we should take? But you can definitely, uh, to his credit, the governor uh, did in his statement, uh, as far as I'm aware, uh, as you pointed out, I think just a little bit before I called in, uh, he himself said that participating in this business shutdown was voluntary. Um, the, the, uh, uh, the, the Associated Press unfortunately ran with that uh, and mischaracterized it. I would have hoped that the governor would have clarified uh, a little quicker than he did, but he did put out a press release this morning, um, a uh, update on uh, the guidance for businesses, and he did use the words strongly urge, I'm sorry, the, the governor didn't use those words, the secretary of the Department of Community Economic Development, uh, Dennis Davin, used the words that it was strongly urged. So the most recent press release out from the administration uh, did clarify that it is not mandatory, that it is a merely a strong urging on the part of the administration. All right. Thank you so much, yeah, thanks, David. Dave. You have an open mic here anytime. Please keep us informed. Check back in and uh, let us know what's, what's next, and, and that'll be part of the public information campaign to make sure that uh, all accurate information is going out over the radio. Thank you, sir. Hey, thank thanks, you Dave. very much, Mark. And if you have any listeners who have any pressing issues, emergency issues, questions, uh, they can feel free to reach out to my office, our office in Mifflinburg. Uh, is still open. We would encourage people to call uh, 570-966-0052 if they have issues, or use our website. Uh, it's just www.repdavidrow.com. There's a contact form there as well. So if people have questions, comments, emergency concerns, I would encourage them to please reach out. Uh, please call or email or use the website whenever possible. Uh, but if that is not an option, we do still allow for walk-ins 
Uh, just wash your hands before you come. That's all we ask. All right. We got you. Thank you Thanks. so much, uh, David Thank Rowe. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good one. Take care. Appreciate that. All right. Oh, that <laughs> sounds ironic, doesn't it? Uh, you don't need to worry about a thing. The governor's all wrong, but please don't come to my office and <laughs> infect my staff. All right. Well, I think what he's talking about are prudent precautions. We'll take you know? a quick break. We got callers, texts, yeah. emails, and everybody yeah, standing Mike, by. Hang on. We got you, buddy, in a minute. We'll be right back. The other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Oh, great bumper music. Super duper. Uh, thank you so much, Rob Center. He could not be any fabulous, sir, than he already is. Uh, we have a, an open line, so call us now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketofthekaoka.com. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for calling in. You're on the mark. Yeah, I'd uh, just like to share some of my experiences over the weekend. Yeah, I heard that saying that, I guess it was Rahm Emanuel, never let a good crisis go to waste. Right. I think there's a... A lot of people trying to run with that. And the other thing that I really, that really bothers me the most, what I, what I want to know, is how bad is this, okay? And to me, with the technology that we have today, with the statistical mod- modeling and the high tech and everything, I would think that, you know, anywhere between 1,000 and 5,000 tests given across this country, you know, because let's face it, the people in the know, they know what people travel, which people don't travel, who's rich, who's poor, who has good health, who has bad. I think they could give a, a, you know, 1,000 to 5,000 tests across this country, and they would know how bad this disease actually is, because we're hearing a lot of conflicting information that there's many people who are just carriers, okay? They're just carrying it around. They don't get sick. They just have a sniffly nose or whatever. So I really want to know how bad it is. And listening to the different uh, news channels, boy, that doesn't really give you any indication. I, uh, I, I listened to the uh, president's speech, I believe it was on Sunday, and the way I listened to it was swapping back between CNN and MSNBC. And as the speech went on, it seemed the banners they were running by MSNBC and CNN was doing nothing but to, one, undermine the uh, faith that people would have in the president and try to and trying to create more fear. That's the way I saw it, and that's the way I feel. And and I just don't think it's appropriate. And then finally, this is a question I have to. Oh, there was the one thing that really got me was there was a specialist uh, scientist from the University of Minnesota. He was on CNN when I was watching, and this guy he was being well received uh, in the interview process. But then when he got to the point where he wanted to bring up the idea that the flattening of the curve may not be the best strategy, they basically shut him down, you know, with the funny looks on their faces, you know, and, and, and you know, kind of ended it. So, you know, to me, 
we, we have two opposing points of view on this, but the one thing that we're lacking is really honesty. And that, so my question to you guys is, the last caller that you had, I kind of got, I couldn't follow it that closely, but it seemed to me that he felt that the governor may have been either like misleading or bullying businesses or not being up front. Did I hear that correctly? I think he's not happy with the way that the governor worded it initially. And then, of course, he wasn't happy with the way the media, TVs and radio and AP, that's where we got our stuff. Because the governor said I initially worded it in such a manner that it sounded like an order. So therefore, AP and the news media reported it as an order. But later they said the exact wording is that he strongly urged people to participate in the mitigation efforts that were doing in order to stop the spread of this. So uh, there's a big difference between strongly urging. You know, I ordered Joe every day at the beginning of the show to try to do a better job, but he doesn't do it. And I strongly suggest that you do a better job. Right. I don't order it. And I always do a better job. So there's a big difference between ordering somebody and urging someone, and that's the discrepancy, and and David is all over that, so we appreciate that. But he makes it, Dave makes an excellent point when he says that many of these businesses, you know, are mom-and-pop operations and they people depend on their you know their incomes and so you want to be very careful before you throw them under the bus exactly and see my 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 biggest concern is so many people make or earn their living off of people spending money that they don't have to spend like going to bars going to restaurants going to sporting events all these things so they're to me the people that make their money off of people spending money that they don't have to they're the most vulnerable in this and, and generally they're not the highest paid to begin with in a lot of cases so yeah i think we have a real real crisis and and to me it sounds like uh, the, the governor did not word exactly what he wanted to say his message as clearly as he could have and that to me you know, if that was Donald Trump, he'd be being crucified right now. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Uh, we got a couple calls coming in. we got Dale standing by. i got to stay on schedule or I'll get in trouble. So we're going to answer the first message that we've received today. That's in the box from the producer, Joe, says, if you would. Uh, Joe from Denver would like to know what Mr. Rowe uh, thinks about the folks who are selling products for far above the regular price. I don't know what he would say, but you can call the state attorney general, 1-800-441-2555. That's 1-800-441-2555, and that's the State Attorney General Josh Shapiro's hotline. Uh, so you do that or go to attorneygeneral.gov, and I'm sure that, uh, I don't know, but I'm sure that's what uh, uh, David Rowe would want you to do is report that price gouging. All right, we got calls coming in, call waiting, break is late, we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. And we have some text. Joe, you know where to go. Yes, the daily item e-edition follows the link below to view the article, Wolf Calls for Businesses to Close. Have the daily item respond, it says mandatory. Well, the governor has clarified that now, and people have clarified it for him. It is not mandatory. It was only requested. And apparently, I mean, the governor misspoke when he said it yesterday, and then the AP picked it up and made it worse. And I saw both Penn Live and WGAL-TV carry the, the thing that it's ordered. And I think that caused a lot of people to make decisions that, in retrospect, they may not make. Right. The governor's listed all kinds of things that should close. Concerts, retail stores, recreation centers, uh, hair care places. But there's a wide range of places that can stay open. Uh, well, everything can stay open, but uh, things like uh, retail businesses or service agencies, pet-related functions, construction companies. Now, of course, PennDOT took the opportunity to shut down their construction, but for-profit construction companies are going to keep on going. So lots of clarification to come out of this. And uh, this is a huge screw-up on the part of the governor, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I, I appreciate he's in a very fine line. But words are everything when you're doing these kind of things. you got to be precise. you got to say what you mean. And it's just like, you know, I'll be the first person to criticize the president because he doesn't say the truth. If the governor's not telling the truth, he's got to walk it back, revise what he said, issue, reissue the order. Because a lot of people closed because... It's not an order. Don't use that a, word. Right. It's a suggestion. Right. It, a lot of people closed. That's what caused the problem. Today. People believed it was an order. Now, if you were a bar that re- derived X amount of your annual revenue from St. Patrick's Day and the governor ordered you to close, would you do so? Yes. But if he just urged and suggested, would you do so on St. Patrick's Day? I would say some wouldn't. Now, they're governed by the LCB, which is a whole other As Representative Rowe pointed out, they did get a letter. They did send a letter out to those stores suggesting, or to those bars, suggesting that they close. Dale, you got uh, one minute of fame. Go right ahead. Okay, I'm just asking you guys. So our federal government, Donald Trump, king of bankruptcy, is basically telling us all to stay home and self-quarantine and wait for the mass deaths to happen. Oh, well, that, I didn't quite hear that. Actually, I didn't hear the president's remarks. I heard about them and okay, read so about them and we, so on. Are we going through a virus crisis or are we going through an economic crisis? Ooh, that's an excellent question. Yeah, We're that's a good question. Both. That's an existential question. King of bankruptcy is throwing mixed messages. First, he cleared out Comey, which Comey thought he always worked for the people, and then he realized he was working for the Federal Reserve. Then he got rid of uh, Mathis. I mean, you. Yep. I mean, what honestly happens is our local officials need to be proactive and making sure our resources and everything stop being more proactive. Buy locally, keep all the stores, and stop going to WalMarts and stuff like that, and be more proactive and keep the ball rolling. Excellent. I think we need to do the opposite. I mean, our our representatives don't be sitting home listening to the news. Be proactive, calling up these local, you know, our our local and make sure they stay around. That's, that's obvious. I mean, but honestly... Are All right, we got to get to the next caller. Time's up. Thank you so much, Dale. Appreciate the call. Yeah, uh, All right, okay. Dale gets 90 seconds, and uh, Cindy. Cindy gets 90 seconds. There we go. You're on Top the of the morning, gentlemen, and happy St. Patrick's Day to you. 
listen, there's some good news in all of these things. I know there are people that might not share my opinion, but think of the courage of the 45 individuals in Washington State who have agreed to take this vaccine to see if it's going to work. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that I is great. Yeah, good really point. courageous. Yesterday, somebody on the show said there isn't a vaccine. Well, I would argue there is, and they're testing it. Now, it may not be immediately deliverable to people, but I would certainly hope they would test it. We wouldn't want them to just uh, give out something that may or may not actually give relief and worse yet could hurt you. But that's what makes the, the choice of these 45 individuals to get this vaccination even more courageous because they don't know. They don't know whether or not it's going to hurt them or help them or what their outcome will be otherwise from it. So we should applaud these people. They're heroes to volunteer. To well, and you notice you're not going to hear much about this vaccine being tested because that would make the president right. You know, he said imminent. So, I, you know, a year out isn't really imminent if this all goes well and so on. But uh, you're not going to hear a lot about it. And you have to search it out to find it. Well, I think that's a shame. We No, it isn't. You're not going to drive up and get a shot. It's not going to be like the polio vaccinations when Joe and I were kids and everybody went someplace and took the sugar cube three yep. times. And, you know, we all remember that. Us, those, us gray hairs, we remember that. It isn't today and it isn't going to be tomorrow, but it is coming. And I find that remarkable. 68 days. Dr. Fauci's right. That's miraculous to have develop this vaccine in 68 days is amazing and to those who think president trump hasn't done anything i'm i'm astounded because in january he closed the country to people coming from china so if you want a hard mark in january he closed the country of course he received enormous criticism for doing that i'd like to point out that we gotta go thank you so much cindy thank you so much sorry cindy we're out of time we lost track of time this is wkok sunbury